welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Praise God. It's great to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Gathering together. Oh, what a privilege to praise Him. So today I have the privilege of continuing to speak on uh, Renewing the Mind, which Pastor Karen began last week. And um, I really love this subject. It's really exciting because there's not one person who this doesn't apply to. And, you know, if you're just new into the kingdom, if you've just gave your heart to Jesus, this is transformative. This will change everything. Hallelujah. So this is for you today. If you are a mature Christian and you've heard it all before, this is for you today. Hallelujah. This is for me today. Uh, we need we need this. If you if you've grown tired, if you've grown weary about guarding your mind, if you just just let it go, this is for you today. If you go to bed at night and are exhausted, and you have eight hours sleep and wake up in the morning and you're still exhausted, this is for you. If your mind is not resting, even though your body is, it's for you. Youth. This is especially for you today. Hallelujah. You need this. You're exposed, albeit on the internet more at the minute, to so much out there. We're exposed in our little pockets in life as adults. But you guys, it's all out there. You need this. You need a renewed mind today. So I encourage you to uh, have an open heart and an open mind just to receive this morning. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to just going to pray. Lord, thank you that you have something for each of us today. It might not be the same thing, Father, but we, we go away changed today. We declare that, Father. And I ask that you speak through me today, not Tanya's words, but Holy Spirit, we want you. Even if it's not what's on my notes, um, have your way. Um, your will be done today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So just a slight recap over what Pastor Karen had said, because you know how important it is for repetition. Um, Pastor would have always said that, um, that it really gets in when we repeat it. So, okay, so we're a three-part being. But remember that, okay, we've got this body, and we've got our soul, and we've got our spirit. And our soul is made up of three parts. That is our mind, our will, and our emotions. So today we're focusing in. On, on the mind. So when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, our spirit that is in us was lying dormant. But when we accept him, it becomes alive again. Hallelujah. It's a new man, a new creation. But the body and the soul aren't there. They need to be renewed as well. There isn't an instant change as there is with our spirit. And that is where the onus is on us, a command from the Lord to renew our minds. Okay, so it's a process. So really, the old thought man has to go and filled with thoughts of the word, which is Jesus. Hallelujah. Now let's see. Okay, our spirit is designed to lead our soul. Our soul is designed to lead our body. So that is the ideal scenario. That's how we've been created. But that gets out of whack sometimes. 
We all know of people who's, who are led by their body, maybe through addiction or other things. It's their body that dictates what they do, the decisions they make. We, we all know, I'm sure we can relate in our own situations to a time when it's been your emotions that have led you. Now, I know it can happen to us all. We can all wake up at the wrong side of bed in the mornings. Everybody except Pastor Hillary. And uh, we can be grouchy and grumpy. Wouldn't it be awful if, if we made decisions, life-changing decisions, based on how we feel at that time? Do you think we'd make good decisions? There's people who live their life like that. Oh, no, it's out of whack. So let me clarify something. You are good. God created you and he said, oh, they're good. He is so happy with you. It's not just your spirit's good and your soul and your body. No, they are beautiful. God created them. These are wonderful aspects of you. It's just they don't get to lead. Your spirit gets to lead. So sometimes we can think that our, our emotions can be bad. Some people get a bit more emotional on the outside than others. That's all right. Sometimes you gotta let it out, don't you, ladies? Yeah, that's okay. Freak out if you have to in wisdom. Don't suppress your emotions. The enemy would love that. Um, so what we're saying here is those things are good, but get it in order. Okay, so Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, um, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, so God is telling us to be transformed. He's not saying, I'm going to transform you. He's telling us. So you can be sure if God tells you to do something, he has given you the way to do it, the equipment to do it. If he um, has commanded you, he has enabled you. So let's get rid of any thought, well, I don't think I can do that. I, I just, I can't deal with my thoughts, so just go all over the place. No, you can. Um, so we're encouraged not to be molded to fit into this world. Who wants to fit into this world right now? Oh, no, we have to be transformed. A definition of transformed. Make a thorough or dramatic change in the form appearance or character of hmm and it isn't just once it's not a oh I'm transformed my character's changed it is a constant throughout your whole time here you that is happening to you if you allow it so let's look at that scripture a wee bit further um, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God so as this happens as your mind is renewed, it is, it's become very clear to you, but it also becomes very clear to those around you that God's plan for you is good, and it fits you, and it's right for you, and it's not forced, it's easy. So that is awesome. So what's God's will? Well, Pastor Karen covered that last week, um, that we find God's will here. And that could be in the Logos word, which is when we read the Bible, and also in our Rima word, whenever the Holy Spirit imparts to us through what we're reading and our time, our time with God. So that's how we find God's will. 
But there, there's a particular scripture that I feel umbrellas all of that. Um, and it's in the Lord's Prayer that Jesus taught us. And it's on earth as it is in heaven. So you could see that as a summary of God's will. Um, hallelujah. So God's will is that as things are in the kingdom of God, so shall they be here on earth. Hallelujah. So that is the journey we are on. Our job is not to go to heaven. Maybe that's the reason some people come to the Lord, but that's not our job. Our job is to reveal heaven now and here. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God here and now. And that is done through the renewed mind. Do you know if human need moved heaven to release power, there would be no pandemic. There would be no famine or poverty or disease. No, that's not how it works. Human need did move God to give his only son to die for you and me. Then Jesus handed the keys to you. He handed the keys to me. So it doesn't say in the Bible, pray for the sick. What does it say? Amen. Lay hands on the sick, heal the sick. Hallelujah. The power has been given to us to reveal the kingdom of God in this realm, in this kingdom. Hallelujah. Okay. And I believe that's very important for the renewing of our minds to understand that we are bringing the kingdom of God into this kingdom all the time. Okay. So, so when we see disease leave someone's body, it's because the body, now, see if you can understand this, just came into contact with heaven. The reality of that world was superimposed over that person until their body lined up with the word of God. Amen. Isn't that really exciting to think that we've been given all authority and power to, to bring the kingdom of God here and now? Hallelujah. So we've got to think differently to function in the spiritual realm. There's no point taking this oil rubbish here in the natural world, taking it into the spiritual realm, realm and wondering why it doesn't work. They're two different mindsets, and we need the renewed mind to understand that. We can learn to trust God beyond the reason of this natural world, but it's our heart, our spirit man, that can take us places our intellect can't. Right, so let's look at the, the kingdom of God. It's a wee bit topsy-turvy, Ran, if you got that um, slide. So just when I was thinking about this, this, this uh, piece of art came into my thinking. You maybe have seen it before. It's called Relativity by M.C. Esker. And uh, the, the title that goes with that, um, this piece uh, presents the visual imagery of a world where the laws of gravity have ceased to exist. So you think you're going upstairs and you're actually going downstairs. and You're upside down when you think you're the right way up. So this, this helped me see, I can't use the rules of this world to apply in the spiritual. So for example, you're blessed uh, more when you give. Isn't that right? You live if you die. You're exalted high by going low. 
little is much. A mustard seed of faith can move a mountain. Wouldn't we sound stupid going out there and saying all that? <laughs> and that's okay. And so it goes on. So this mind needs transformed. Hallelujah. So what does a renewed mind look like? Um, it gives us creative thoughts that honor him. Ideas that complement us and our spirit and what he's created us for. We're a blank canvas for him to paint on. We are a people who believe in the impossible. And what's really exciting is a renewed mind is a platform for the miraculous. Who wants to see more miracles in their life? Hallelujah. Well, evaluate how renewed your mind is and does that need a wee rethink? Maybe we all want more revelation in our lives. We want to know more of God. But how renewed is our mind? Revelation needs something to stick to. If you imagine you have a picture to hang in a house, uh, but there's no wall to put it on. There's no house to put the wall in. There's no piece of ground to put the house in. So revelation, it's line upon line. So if we don't allow our minds to be renewed, we are missing out on mysteries and trust God has for us. So hallelujah, it's exciting, isn't it? There's so much, and it's a journey from start to finish. Pastor would, would always remind us, he didn't know it all. He hadn't arrived, he was on a journey. And so are we, until the day we go, um, we are learning in this and growing and stretching. It's good. I'll tell you what it's not. It's not positive thinking. The world will tell you all that stuff. Self-help books, oh, you'll hear it all there. And sometimes the world can take a piece of truth that began in scripture and change it to suit themselves. So it doesn't mean everything in the world is wrong. But if it doesn't line up with this word, it's not for you. So you can't, you can't will yourself into changing your mind. It's not talking yourself out of something. You must yield yourself into changing your mind. You must come before the Lord, humble, yielded and tender, to be able to receive. It's not with anything that we receive from him. And then it filters into the mind. A religious heart can't do it. So I, quite, I made this up myself. I quite like it. This is not simply mind over matter. This is mind building matter. You are actually building in the kingdom of God as you allow your thoughts to be renewed and to build and create and involve change around you and to bring the kingdom of God to bear in this world. You are building matter. You're not uh, trying to get mind over matter. So we know now what it is. We know why we need it. But how? How do you get it? First point is hear. We have to hear. Faith comes from hearing. Not having heard. So you can't live on yesterday's manna. It has to be fresh. We have to get into this word. There are no shortcuts. There's no ways around it. There's other things you can help you. You can listen to podcasts and put your worship music on. But nothing beats being in the word. So be diligent in this. Don't be burdened by this. Allow God to show you stuff that excites you. 
um, even if it's just one verse, don't allow the enemy to tell you, oh, I haven't read in a week, I'm useless. And then just not bother lifting it up because you're not good enough. No, that's a lie. You need this. And as Pastor Karen shared last week, if we don't know this word, we aren't going to recognize the rubbish when it comes into our thoughts. We won't recognize a watered-down gospel. We won't recognize a false teacher when they stand in front of us and prophesy over us. We need to know this for ourselves, not just ourselves, for our kids, for our unsaved family. Joshua 1.8 The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you, you, will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Don't you know God's plan for you is to have success in every area of your life? Right, so bear with me for a wee story. Did you know that most plane crashes are caused by human error rather than mechanical failure? So if a pilot is not instrument rated, so what that means is it's a technical term to say able to rely and make decisions based on the plane's instruments. They depend on two other things. One of them is sight, their physical sight, which is fine until a fog comes. And they rely on their senses, which is fine until the airplane's doing lip-to-lip and they've got vertigo. So as a child of God, we must be led, must not be led by our physical sight or how we feel, but rather God's word. So back to the pilot. In their effort to steer around one storm, many pilots just end up in another storm. But the instrument-rated pilot can fly directly into it. He can be totally fogged in, yet he watches his instruments and flies without fear. But in order to do this, he must have many hours of training in simulated storm conditions. Anyone here had any training in simulated storm conditions? Trouble to him is normal. He has gone through it many times and knows what to do. He knows how to use his radio and receive help from the radar centers. The mountains that suddenly looms before him, they first show up on his controller's radar scope. How do we prepare for the storms of life? By spending time in God's word. We will know the storms before they even come. We will know exactly how to navigate them. Hallelujah. If your mouth will feed your heart with faith when you don't really need it at that moment, then your heart will feed your mouth faith when you do. So study up because you're going to need it. We're told this. We're, we're told there will be trials. So when you're not in that storm, get in the word because you're going to need it. Okay, next point. So we've heard, we know the word. We're built up in it. It's the tip of our tongue. We have to stand watch and we have to choose. So like Pastor Karen said last week, we need a bouncer on our mind to say what gets in and what doesn't. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both 
Thy and thy seed may live. Hallelujah. We were given a choice from the start, weren't we? Free will. It's been set before us. Let's not be lazy. Choose every thought that dares to come near your mind. You make a choice. Um, and that image of the garden ran. So I love pottering about um, in the vegetable patch. So this is an, helps me. We've got to weed our gardens. Imagine your mind is a garden and it's got lovely uh, rhododendrons and vegetables, everything going on. But there's a few weeds. Well, what are we going to do? We're not going to leave them there to um, kill all the good stuff. And maybe there's disease in our garden too, in those plants. We are going to go and pull that up. Whether it's a rainstorm on or not, we're lifting it out of the ground. We're not keeping it. And it's just the same with our mind. Don't leave it there. What does it do? It goes round and around and around. And it festers. And let me tell you something about thoughts of your past. Don't trust them. Because every time you think of the thought from your past, you've changed it. You've adjusted it. It's only a memory that you remember bits of. So then you'll add other wee bits in to complete the memory. The next time you think of that memory, you'll add some other wee bits. And it goes through a process of change your whole life. So you can't trust memories of your past. Don't go down that spiral with the enemy. Talk to God about your past. If there's something that needs dealt with, the Holy Spirit will reveal that to you. But I am so guilty of this. Taking the enemy just plants that thought. It just takes somebody to say something to me. It takes me right back to that place. And there I go on my wee spiral. Oh, it's so damaging. So be watchful. 30,000 thoughts a day. Whoa. I think I might have a few less than that. Maybe some have more. But um, isn't that nuts? 30,000 thoughts a day we have to deal with. Decision, decision, decision. And whenever you're talking to those thoughts, really what you're doing is praying. Talking to God or taking authority over that thought. So we, we have just fulfilled a scripture there. We are praying without ceasing because we're dealing with those thoughts. We're taking them into captivity and we're praying continuously. Oh, if we're praying continuously, we're worshiping continuously. What fruit would there be in our lives if we were doing that? Oh, nothing can stop us. Hallelujah. So start to teach yourself. You know, if you, if you go for a run every day, you're going to get better at that run. You're not going to get as uh, tired. You're going to be able to run a little further. So let's start putting it into practice. Um, don't be so quick to speak a thought that comes into your head. Assess it and think, hmm, why would I have thought that? Is that of the enemy? Or is it of my flesh? Sometimes it's not of the enemy. We get into awful habits in our thinking. And it's just maybe a habit of disgusting, stinking thinking that we need to deal with. It's toxic. So be watchful. Oh, praying without ceasing. Isn't that wonderful? So if you allow stuff that's toxic into your mind, it's really hard to get it out. But it's really easy to deal with it at the start. So it's definitely the way to do it. And I have been listening to Dr. Caroline Leaf. Some of you may have heard of her. Um, there's loads of stuff on YouTube. 
and she's a lovely South African accent like these guys, really easy to listen to. And um, she is a oh, what is she? quantum physicist and neuroscientist. So she gets really into the science and she lines it up beside the word of God. And it's beautiful. It shows God's amazing creation of our of our mind and how it actually works. So that's where I got the 30,000 thoughts per day from. Um, but let me see. Yes, I'll give you a wee example that happened to me during the week. I was just loving life. I had finished my work for the day and thought, oh, I'm going to put a wee program on, get the kettle on, curl up on the sofa in my PJs. And I did all that and I was just aware. I was just really happy and peace. And then the adverts come on and I got my phone. I was just flicking through, as you do, and uh, flick through my emails. And I got an email from a client who wasn't happy with what I'd done for them and sent them that day. It wasn't quite on brief. And I just thought, oh, I'll deal with that tomorrow. I went on, checked some messages, program came back on, started watching. And then about half an hour or so later, I was like, my piece is gone. Why has my piece gone? Now, am I the only person that does this? I'm upset and I don't know why. Does any, that happen to anyone else? They're like, they have a niggle. But you don't know what it is or what caused it or why. So my piece was disturbed. So I then, I'd forgotten that I'd even read the email. So I had to go back and look to see what was the root of that. And it was the thought that had come into my head when I read the email. You're rubbish. You're useless. That came into my head and my peace was taken from me. So sometimes it's so subtle, you don't even know. know so I've got to be watchful for it. Yes. Our thoughts need replaced. We'll get on time. Uh, another example, Judah's water bottle. I replace it every day with fresh water. Well, I used to before lockdown. Um, so... I would have to replace it because the water would be a bit stale and yucky. Judah wouldn't mind, mind you. Um, so it's something I do every morning. I drain away the old stale water and wash away its residue. Then I replace the old with fresh. If I didn't do this, bacteria would grow and it would fester and it would be consumed by Judah many times the next day, fill his body. Maybe he would become sick. Maybe his complexion would look a bit pale. Maybe he would share his water bottle with his sisters and they would become sick. So it's really important that I refresh his water. So I just thought, well, gosh, that's just like how we need to treat our thoughts. We can't leave anything in there. We've got to refresh, refresh that thought life daily and deal with that. We don't want anything to fester. We don't want to hurt anyone else. When we walk with a renewed mind, oh, we're such a blessing, the others. Lastly, so we've got here, and we've got uh, stand, watch, and choose. Lastly, we've got build, create, change. So the thoughts that we create, are they going to be toxic, as you hear when you listen to Dr. Caroline Leaf, or healthy? Is this going to be a terrible day? Or is this going to be a challenging day? That's going to be awesome. So it's all about your perspective. Like, Ran, can you show me the beach picture, please? So this is uh, relevant to today's coronavirus social distancing. 
So what you have is two pictures of a beach. It's the exact same beach at the exact same time of day from two different perspectives. So that first picture, you might see that in the BBC News. Crowds gather at the beach. No social distancing. Blah, blah, blah. But if you look where the X is on the right, I believe that's where that camera had been sitting. So it was looking right up the beach and all the people were coming into the view of the camera. But actually, it's not as it seems in the first picture. So it's how we look at it, if it's a godly perspective, or if we choose to go with that other perspective. Maybe it fits our agenda. Maybe we want a pity party. Maybe that thought just fits, but it's not the right perspective. And if a wee funny one here, and it's just for the ladies, sorry guys. Perspective in photography is everything, girls. This is the same girl, okay? But don't we know, girls, the camera has to be up here for selfies. Um, and you would think those were two different people, wouldn't you? And lighting is very important too. So, hallelujah. Pastor Karen had talked to us last week about the spies going in to spy out the land for the children of Israel. And it, it was a great example of right thinking by Caleb um, and how those thought processes can come in of fear. But I'm not going to go into that now, but if you want to read up more about that, that's Numbers 13. But you, you aren't a grasshopper, so we should not look at ourselves that way. Hallelujah. Like Paul once said, once I was like that, now I am like this. So change is happening. We don't have to accept who we used to be. Hallelujah. You know, success is from the inside. It will never be from comparing ourselves to someone else. It starts in here in us. Um, I'm sure you can't control other people's actions or what they think of you anyway. Uh, but you can control how you respond. A decision you make today becomes part of your brain. Actually physically part, not just like in the spiritual. It's actually physically there. You cause a genetic change. So any scientists out there, yes, this will be very interesting if you read more into this. Um, you actually build matter every time you think. You grow a physical substance in your brain. So when you choose negative thoughts, it, it goes out of balance because you weren't made to be fearful. You weren't made to be negative. You were made to love. There's no wiring in your brain that supports the negative. So when you put the negative in to your brain, your brain goes, ugh, and doesn't know what to do. It produces this wiry substance in your brain. This is science, this is fact. Um, if you think godly things, as we're told to, you produce fluffy pink trees. I love it. So you can read more about that, but that's how it looks. It looks like be fluffy trees. Um, hallelujah. So we're not made to have all this toxic stuff in us. So when you think and choose good, you build healthy structures in your brain. You know, if, if you've struggled with depression, with general discontent, with any mental illness, this is for you. There's structures in your brain need broken down and um, new thinking to come in. And I don't say that 
you know, as someone who doesn't know, I, I experienced uh, depression many years ago. And so I put that into practice. And the enemy comes back. If he thought it worked once, he'll try it again. But you've changed. And you know what to do. So it doesn't mean it'll never happen again. It means you've got the tools to deal with it. Um, oh, there's a wee picture of thoughts. These are real thoughts. See these ones on the top? They're like little trees with branches that grow and create forests. Isn't that cool? So, okay. Do you know fear is a learned response? But love existed from the start. It was natural to us. So whatever you build in your brain becomes the root of your words and of your actions. What insides us defines what comes out. Like you all know people, and maybe some of us are the same, that there's a big smile on the outside, but you just know. You just know they're anxious. They're not okay. Um, and so what's in there comes out. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When Jesus calmed the storm in the boat, he was sleeping. He was at peace. You just picture. And the storm was all around him. And the disciples woke him up. And he calmed the storm. But what was interesting about that, I thought, was that Jesus was at peace. And he released that peace to calm the storm. So what is in us, we release. So it matters what is in us already. If we have anxiety at our core, how are we affecting those around us, even in our home. Hmm. The word became flesh, but when Jesus spoke, his word became spirit, and that's what we have. Great power. I want to show you a wee video. Now, for you youngsters, you won't maybe remember Margaret Thatcher, but this woman was amazing. Not everybody likes her. Uh, but she was the first uh, woman prime minister in the UK in the late 70s. So this was huge, like a woman to be prime minister when they didn't even have women in the cabinet. Um, so just to give you a background of this great lady. Um, so this is from a movie that was made about her, The Iron Lady. So I'll give you a wee minute to watch that. Still, it must be a bit disorientating. You're... you're Bound to be feeling... What? What am I bound to be feeling? People don't think anymore. They feel. How are you feeling? Oh, I don't feel comfortable. Oh, I'm so sorry. We, the group, were feeling... <clears throat> Do you know, one of the great problems of our age is that we are governed by people who care more about feelings than they do about thoughts and ideas. Now, thoughts and ideas, that interests me. Ask me what I'm thinking. What are you thinking, Margaret? Watch your thoughts, for they become words. Watch your words, for they become actions. Watch your actions, for they become habits. Watch your habits, for they become your character. And watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. What we think we become. My father always said that. 
And I think I am fine. But I do so appreciate your kind concern. It was just so well explained. What you think, you become. What you say, you become. Quite often those thoughts quickly translate into words. Um, so are they going to be good? So think godly thoughts. Don't be led, don't be led by emotion. But emotion is not bad. Amen. So back to some facts. It takes 21 days to rebuild a thought. So if you have a toxic thought, it takes 21 days to retrain that thought to be correct. If you have a habit, oh, habits, 63 days it takes for that habit to be reformed in your brain. Um, if you're interested in this, guys, do look all this up because it's fascinating stuff. I want just to show you a picture, okay. So this was a, a science um, experiment conducted with a person who's clinically depressed. So they went through this um, mind management program with Dr. Caroline Leaf. So day one shows, now I'm not going to start to tell you what all those things stand for, but you can work out the blue colors are at one end and the warmer colors are at the other. So day one, this guy is at his worst um, with negative thoughts and not being able to function properly, not being able to think in a straight line. Um, after this mind management, 21 days, you can see total change. And then after 63 days, that change continues. And he was actually thinking healthy thoughts. So there was healthy, those are healthy proteins. And he was able to think in depth. And even his IQ went up, um, which is interesting. So what she did say was it wasn't easy. He found it hard. It might not be easy to get rid of the stinking thinking, but it's so worth it. And it didn't stop there. He had to continue to live it. So, um, yeah. Right. So just to conclude, you can change a lot in your life. You can change your house, where you live. You can change your hair color. You can even change your spouse if you want. But if you haven't changed the inside, you're just going to go around and around and around. The same issues, the same problems, it won't change. So we've got to deal with what's inside. So, hallelujah. God has enabled you for this. Um, you will continually be transformed and you will affect those around you for good. Um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So hallelujah. Now I would love to just take a wee brief bit of time, just a wee bit of um, time to just be a wee bit meditative about what we've said. And I want you just, around if you just play that song low, I want you to think about a single thought that you have going on in your life that comes to you every so often. Um, we've all got them. It could be about somebody. It could be about somebody that you're called to love and you just can't love. It could be about your past. It could be this thing that keeps coming up. Um, 
It could be just self-worth. It could be a thought of, oh, I couldn't, I'm rubbish. Look what I've done before. I want you to find that single thought. There may be many. It could be you're a hypocrite. You can't tell anyone about Jesus. Sure, look at you. Could be shame. Could be shame that keeps coming at you. So just find that one. Youth, you too. This happens to us all. We're going to reset that thought. Now, you have to speak these things out, so we're maybe not going to get you to do that today because I know what you're like. You go all shy on me. But when you do this at home, you speak it out. You rebuke the devourer. He will flee. But I understand you don't want to do that publicly. So we commit the next time that that thought comes that you're going to be on watch and you're going to choose. We're going to apply the word. And we're going to have specific scriptures ready. Whether it comes to you now or later at home, I want you to have a scripture for that thought, a specific one just for it. So the next time it comes, you speak out that scripture for that thought. You're now building healthy proteins. Right now, you're building healthy proteins in your brain. You're right now, you're being transformed. You have chose life and not death. We speak the opposite of those thoughts, Father. We visualize what's happening right now. We visualize those healthy proteins in our mind. Holy Spirit, help us to see it and to be bold and to have that scripture on our tongue. Help us to break that habit, that pattern. We choose life and not death in every thought that comes before us daily. I declare this over us all. This book shall not depart from our mouth, but we will meditate in it day and night observing to do according to all that is written in it. For then we will make our way prosperous and we will have good success. We set our mind on the things above, not on the things on earth. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue or if there is anything praiseworthy, we will meditate on those things. We delight in the law of the Lord. And in his law, we meditate day and night. We are like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in season. We are fruitful, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever we do shall prosper. Whatever this body does shall prosper. We are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I declare this today, that it won't be stolen from us, this word. Lord, reveal every thought that is not of you to us. Take us on a new journey. I speak protection over everyone's mind here. I speak discernment in everyone's mind. We, we commit to walk in your word and we're excited and we see it and we expect transformation ongoing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. 
For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.